you're listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we firmly believe that love is the answer and we are spreading it like wildfire. You're invited to come spend time with us in authentic connection, growth, reflection, and celebration. Life coach, author, and speaker, Abigail Gazda, will be sharing amazing humans living their hearts unleashed to inspire you to do the same. You will hear from men, women, and young people from all industries sharing their insights and inspiration as they have paved their way to their fullest lives. Here at the Hearts Unleashed podcast, we are turning dreamers into doers. So if you are ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. All right, you are listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast where we are turning dreamers into doers. And you guys, I am so excited to have Andy on date here. I'm your host. Abigail Gazda, and I am so excited to be bringing Andy Audate in. Oh my goodness, guys. When I met Andy Audate, I'm, I'm telling you, I saw him on stage and I said, damn, he is fine. I'm going to walk up to him. I'm going to say, what's up? So I walked up to him. I said, what's up? Can I get Can I get you on the podcast? And we scheduled it literally like six different times over the course of the last couple of months, guys. We finally brought it to you guys. I am so excited. Welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. I'm your host, Abigail Gazda. Let's get ready for another episode. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you guys, that is no joke. We have attempted to schedule this six times. We've already recorded it once and had some technical difficulties. Andy, I just want to thank you for being here. I am so excited. And you know what? We said this on the last interview, and I, I want to bring it to the people again, is I was so, I had to have you on. I was so impressed with you on stage and what you shared. And I'd love for you to share your growth and your progress and the fact that you are the CEO. Do you call yourself CEO? What title do you give yourself these days? I mean, I can call myself CEO, boss, president. I mean, it's all it's all a title, man. So I, I just, I, I just, I'm Andy. Yeah, let's start there. I'm Andy Audate Enterprises. Yeah, I was just going to say, let's start talking about titles for a second. We can talk about you being on stage and your history and how you came up, but Let's talk about titles because I think people chase them pretty hard when they don't realize that they're just titles and pretend and made up anyways. But what's your relationship to titles? I started dating at a young age and there was a woman who I was dating. She asked me, what are we? I said, I'm my name and she's her name. And she, she was concerned about a title. And I expressed to her at a young age that titles really did not mean much. It, 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 it didn't solidify anything or create something, it, it's an illusion. So having the title of CEO is, a, in a, is an illusion. Having the title of entrepreneur is an illusion. Having the title of businessman is an illusion. You are who you are, you are and you do what you do. Now yeah. to, to, to communicate with other people, I'm sure you can use titles to, to, to relay your position in a company. But at the end of the day, you, go, you have to live up to the expectations of your life. You have to live up to the expectations of the, the, the desires that you want and the, the, ver the best version of yourself that you see, you see fit. And I don't think you, you can put a title on that. Like the person that I was last year to the person I am today is not the same. I don't know what title to put on that. I can't, but I can definitely tell you that I have progressed. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. And, you know, I love what you said there, relating it both to relationship and to business and just relating to yourself is it's all an illusion. <clears throat> And on, on top of that, it's a choice. 
you can call yourself something new any old day. And then you create your reality inside of what you decide to start calling yourself or how you start relating to yourself. So I really appreciate that. And you know, it's kind of interesting because you're an interview sandwiched in between the sex and intimacy series right now. So, you know, I think it's kind of interesting when I asked about titles, you came up with relationships. What about, you got anything to say about sex and intimacy? (laughs) I know we're way off topic on here, but you know, I typically talk about entrepreneurship yeah. and, um, and business. And so sex and intimacy, I could tell you that in being intimate with an entrepreneur. So this, this goes out to the women who are dating like hungry sharks, who are, yes. who are dating the, the lion. So, 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 so this, is, this is for the woman. And, and I'll, sh- I'll share some, some insight for men as well. Um, who's on your podcast? Is it more men or more women? Oh my gosh, it's actually quite equal there. And it's all over the country or all over the world. So very diverse. <laughs> so for, for, for the women, here's what I can share with you for, for the women when it comes to, I mean, sex, sex, I don't have much, much to share because a man, um, well, you know what? I could even touch on, touch on sex. Sex can be the biggest distraction for a lion, for, for a man who is a lion, who is a hunter, um, whether it's actually for food or for business or entrepreneur. And here's what I've recognized, is that many women ha- are attracted to the man, to the head honcho, to the, to the lion, to the king that has a bunch of responsibilities, but can also protect them financially and give them stability. Many women I've seen are attracted to that. However, what comes with it is a set of, set of experiences that's not ideal. Uh, I, experience number one, what could happen in some relationships is that Sex that the man is not as enticed by sex as he normally would when he's not in focus. So what I've seen happen in many men who are entrepreneurs and businessmen is that there comes different times, different seasons, or different phases when they are when they have extreme focus on their business, and a woman wants the, the attention of that man when that man is giving all of his, all all of his attention to the craft. What the woman tends to do that I've seen is that they tend to use sex to try to get the attention of that man onto her instead of the business. That can be very detrimental because when, once a man is in extreme focus, what he's experiencing is what I call flow. He's experiencing this flow of new ideas, new thought processes that doesn't come very often. And he's, he's so focused that sex doesn't even interest him right now because this is something that doesn't come very often. And what you're trying to do is distract him. So instead of being a supporter and a helper, you're bec- you end up becoming a, a distraction. In addition to that, intimacy on the same topic of a man being a focus. A man being a focus can experience a burnout, can experience like he's like running on fumes. He's not even on his shit. And when you come to him in, in, a, in an intimate way and you come in as a supporter to his vision, you come in as a supporter to his goal, and the way you do that is you go to the man and you let him know how powerful he is. You let him know how much you believe in him. You let him know how much you care about him and how much you're there. Not in a distracting manner, but just to let him know that you're there. What's gonna ha- what can happen, what typically does happen, is the man finds solace in you. He finds heaven and hell. You're heaven and hell's so around him. Doing business at a large scale, at a high level, takes a lot of effort, a lot of brain power, a lot of emotional energy. And it fucking sucks. And it's terrible because we're just trying to 
create a certain result and it sucks. But when you come to us and you're like, baby, I just want to let you know, I believe in you, that vision that you have, I'm rooting for you. I, I, out of everyone in the world, you are most capable and fit. He looks at you and says, yo, this person is my heaven. And he, what he'll do, he'll, he'll take some time away from, from that from that job or whatever, or, or that deal, and he'll come to you in the most intimate way and recognize like, yo, I got me something that's so powerful right here. This is my gasoline to my car right here. This woman is my gasoline to my car. So you can either play a distraction or you can play a supporter that creates new levels and new heights. Once he gets back onto his focus, onto his grind, he's gonna be rejuvenated because of you, not distracted because of you. Yes. Well, that was all right. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Heck yeah. Thanks for, thanks for kicking that off because, um, that's the, that's the topic of conversation we're in right now. And it's, it's really great. And another topic that we've really been on is self mastery. And I think that you spoke to both of them. The fact that men and women, because I think that I could speak to the, you know, the same thing for women. And it's actually a, a concept that we, there's another episode for it called sexual transmutation, which is we have not a finite amount, but we have energy within our body. And the, fo or the, the point is to focus it, harness it, and direct it. So when someone is focusing and directing their energy, their creative energy towards their business or towards a, a project, it often can be draining. Like you said, it can really fucking suck when you are head down, tunnel vision, focus on the goal, getting where you're going you expend all that energy that there's nothing left to be having sex. There's nothing left to be, you know, sometimes we even get away from our own natural hobbies or um, reading or, you know, create other forms of creative expression. And so I think that's great for both men and women to understand that when their sexual drive is low or when their partners um, maybe wanting intimacy or attention, it can act as a distraction. So I, I just think that was such an, a kick-ass answer. So thank you. And um, we kind of dove right in and yeah, I love that. Somebody asked what a question to 50 Cent. He said he did a movie about, about um, him having cancer uh, many years ago and he was on set and he was working for three days and he forgot to eat. Like he just didn't eat. And there's been times in my business where I forgot that I was like, show shit, like, bro, I'm, I'm doing so much, I forgot to eat. Yeah. If you forget, if someone forgets to eat, the last thing on their mind is not sex, dude, if yeah. the stomach is rumbling, right? Yeah, yep. So, so thinking about it, it's nothing to do with you or your body or, or the woman's body. It has everything to do with what they're focused on and recognizing that's more important above all. It's like, yeah. it's like you have breath and then you have this project. Yeah. Yep. I hear you loud and clear. And, you know, same thing with sleep, right? Like I'm, I like to, I'm, I get so into my stuff. I forget to eat too. And I'm like, Oh, Hey. <laughs> and then also too, I'll be head down on the computer and I pick my head up and it's 4am and I'm like, Oh damn, I got to call at 9am or, you know, whatever that may be is that sleep deprivation. It's just when you are just in like, and you called it flow and dude, that is spot on because when you are truly in flow and a lot of people don't push through barriers to get all the way to the experience of like true creative flow is you don't need as much food. You don't need as much sleep. You don't need like not truly because you're so energized and enlivened by what it is you're doing. Even if it's tough, if it's what you're passionate about, passion can kind of, even if you're running on fumes, it can really fuel you. <laughs> exactly. Not every day that do I say shit, I gotta go to bed, but sometimes Sometimes there are nights where I'm working on something and I say, fuck, man, I really have to go to bed and it sucks. I can't yeah. wait to wake up. 
Yeah, I hear you. And, um, you know, just for our listeners who are really just getting to meet you for the first time, tell us a little bit about where you come from and how you got where you are. Yeah, I'm originally raised on the East Coast in the smallest state. And I was raised in the small city, the smallest city in that small state. So Rhode Island is where I'm from. And I was raised in a city of impoverty, very impoverished, where the city I was raised in was called Sparkle City. Um, I was raised in two cities, Sparkle City and The Bucket. Like, the thing about those names is, is Sparkle was because of the drug trade that was happening there. And then The Bucket was because of how shitty the place was, how shitty the environment was. Boarded up, boarded up house, houses, foreclosed properties, run down environments, spray painting everywhere, and so on and so forth. That's where I was raised, but that was home. That is home. And I still love it. However, my mind expanded when I saw places like Beverly Hills and Calabasas and Los Angeles. And I saw that those places on TV. So I knew I wanted to experience that lifestyle at one point. So at 19 years old, after leaving a job, someone who believed in me suggested that I open up a business. So he looked at me as we were leaving the gym and he said, hey man, I believe in you so much that I think you should open up your own cell phone store. We've been working at, at a cell phone store for a couple, of, a couple of months now. I think you should open up your own. I looked at him and I said, look man, I'm 19 years old. I'm overweight, I'm a college dropout, I'm black, there is no way I can be successful. He said, you got this, man, and, and I believe in you and, I, and I'll actually work with you. So I, I put a three week notice in my job, opened up my cell phone store. Uh, within a year and a half, I had four locations and 14 employees working at the cell phone store. I'm now 21 and I just made my first million dollars. I took that money and I moved, I took that money and moved to California where I believe that my calling was, where I was destined to be. So I, I moved to California and I'm a speak, I become a speaker in California. I come to California and, and one day I'm running on Figueroa Street, which is the busiest street in downtown LA. And I had a vision of me speaking on stage. So I, I, went, I went and I pursued that. After asking God day in and day out, like, what's my purpose? What do you want me to do? I see this huge vision of me speaking on stage. So I started entertaining it and moving forward towards it. Then I realized like, I do have this knack for speaking and I do have this, this drive to teach people how to progress. So I started an event, uh, a, a, seminar, a seminar production company, and I started producing seminars up and down Los Angeles, uh, teaching people how to grow, prosper in their finances, but also in their mindset. Hmm. That's, that's an event I call the uh, Progression Conference. Yes, yes. And now you have it all over the country, correct? I mean, that sounds so cool when you said that. Like, Yes. That sounds so cool. Like you have it all over the country. Yes, and it's true. Um, this was a vision that I had to do events throughout the nation. I'll tell you, in 2016, there was a woman I saw on Instagram. She was like 24 at the time, 23 maybe. And she was speaking and she was hosting seminars. And she lives in New York and she traveled to Los Angeles and she had a seminar of 20 people. And 20 people paid $200. And that's $4,000 in one day. I said, oh my gosh. 20 people paid $4,000, uh, 20 people paid 200. So she made $4,000 to fly across the country. I said, that's a lot of money. That's crazy. Like, I wish I could do that. Well, now I'm doing well more than $4,000 per event, but also I'm able to travel across the country and have a footprint uh, of this message in, in multiple states. So I'll be doing 13 states in uh, 2020, 13, 13 states of the Progression Conference, and then I'll be doing a high school tour as well, where I'll be uh, giving back and doing some philanthropy to some juniors and seniors. 
Yes, I love that. I love that. And you have a book called No More Average, right? Yeah, in 2016, I wanted to write a book for the people back home. And I realized I couldn't change people. So I learned that I can't change people. I can only help people help themselves. Hold on. Can you say that one more time for the people in the back? The people in the back. I realized I can't change people. I can only help people help themselves. So my idea was that because as I was trying to tell people and support people in their mindset growth, I realized I kept on coming to a wall in, in the way that these conversations were. So I would go back home. And I'm telling people like, hey guys, like it's possible to go after your dreams, it's possible to go after your goals, you got this. And it felt like I was continually hitting a wall because people were clueless to what I was saying. So my idea was that if I wrote a book or wrote something or gave them an audio tape or something that they can uh, consume when they're ready, that's how I can make change and I can make it to multiple people. Instead of spending hours on end trying to change people's mindsets, when they're ready, they'll come to the teacher. So I wrote this book called No More Average, which essentially the book, the, the No More Average concept or the idea of No More Average essentially says that in order for you to prosper, you need to change your environment. You need to change your, your goals. I did a podcast earlier today, um, a couple hours ago, and, 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 the, and the guy told me, he, asked, he said to me, he said, Andy, it would be like, I have this goal of getting a jet, a private jet and feeding people in Africa and feeding people in challenge, in challenge in, in areas. And it sounds crazy. It sounds stupid. I know, Andy, it sounds stupid. I, I looked at him. I, I, I said, dude, it doesn't sound stupid. It sounds definitely possible. I said, the only reason you're questioning yourself and doubting yourself right now is because of the people that you, that you're, that's in your environment. And how I know this is because I was a victim to that, too. So you, you're trying to protect yourself by saying, I know it sounds stupid. But realistically, I'm telling you that it's possible. I'm telling you that you should do it. And I'm telling you that you can do it. See, in, the, in my current environment now, where my friends are, if I tell them that, uh, that I want to get a private jet, they're going to tell me, okay, what day next week are you going to go look at the fleet and, and yeah. choose one so that way you have your target to work towards. Yeah. Back, in the, back on the East Coast, my environment, what they would have told me is like, dude, you sound like an idiot. Yeah. So it's imperative that you change your environment. So I wrote No More Average in hopes that I can give it to everybody in the hood. People are going to see, like, see my face on it. They're going to be like, oh, shoot, this is Andy. I know Andy. And they'll put it on their shelves. And then in a year, in six months, in two years, in three years, whatever the time is, that they're going to say, you know what? I need to change my life. Where do I start? And my goal, my vision was that this person or this group of people was sitting on their couch looking at the bookshelf and saying, where do I start? And they see no more average. They pick it up, they read it. And it was that moment it sparked a change. And realistically, it came true a couple of months ago when someone reached out to me and said, hey, you gave me a book a while ago. I was thinking about change and I picked up your book after seeing it on the shelf and my mind has expanded. Yes, I love that. And I'm so related being from small town, Indiana, kind of the same, same life lesson. You can't change people. You can't have them be ready for change before they are. And, (laughs) and so I really appreciate uh, you sharing that now. What, um, beyond, cause like when I met you and when I watch you on social media and whatnot, your message is really about progression, but we have a bunch of listeners here all over the world. What is your message that you want to leave people with? Well, the, what I want to, what, what, what I want to want people to know, man, is that how powerful you are, that no challenge is too hard for you. No 
there's nothing that can, that can hold you back. It's literally you versus yourself. So if you recognize that your power, and I, and I want people to have confidence in themselves. I want people to be like, I want people to recognize how sexy they are. I want people to recognize how strong they are. I want people to recognize that like, like they're the most powerful human, human being, like they're the most powerful being on earth. Like I want you to look in the mirror and just be like, yo, with my flabs, I'm the sexiest hell. With my flat ass, I'm the sexiest person. Oh my gosh, with my big nose, I am beautiful. I, Cause yo, <laughs> so many people ha have challenges with their body. And I was looking, I was at, the, I, I forgot where I was. I think I was at the grocery store. And I was looking around and I said, yo, so many people have different bodies. Like, like I'm looking in front of me, you got, you got the big girl that's a little bit thick. And in front of her, you got the uh, fat overweight person. And then behind me, you got this person that's about the size of a twig, right? And, and, and just like literally is, is, is like a vertical, vertical line. That's what they look like. And yeah. each, what, what they, they all have in common, they all hate their body probably. Most yeah. likely. Oh, dude, I love that you said that. I, um, I'm recording a documentary actually in the nude <laughs> and it's called Bear and it's really about body positive, body acceptance. And I, I shared my own story like that um, about a time I was out on the beach and I, I spent, you know, being a regular high school girl, being a regular college girl and, and being a college athlete, we had to gain muscle mass in order to, uh, to keep up with the rest of them, you know? And so I had my own fair share of like body image issues. And it's really interesting because at one point I'm at the beach after college, a couple years in, maybe like 25, 26. And I'm looking around, like you said, and noticing how many different body types there are. And something that I always did as a high schooler and as a college person, I would walk around with my abs tight. I would be flexing my stomach all the time and I thought that would make me look skinnier. <laughs> and this one day I'm out on the beach and I'm like, that lady's walking around. She's got a two piece on. She's, you know, like they, she looks different than I do. He looks different than I do. He's topless. She's this. And I'm like, and no one's looking at each other. Like everyone's doing their thing, going about their business, probably more concerned about their own body. And I finally, and like in that moment, I very vividly remember stopping flexing my stomach. Hmm. just like relaxing. And I stopped relaxing my stomach and my shoulders relaxed and the back of my neck relaxed and my eyes relaxed. Like I just let it all go. And I didn't look any different. I wouldn't look skinnier or bigger with my abs flex, but I was, I relieved or I like let go of this tension about body image. And all of a sudden I stopped judging other people about their body too. And then here's, what's the really cool part beyond all the judgment, inner critic, inner dialogue. When I stopped holding tension in my body, I started seeing life different. I started seeing more opportunities. I started being more creatively expressed. Like there was, there's way more to do with our lives than worry about how we look, how we're performing, how, what other people are going to think about what we're up to. And I'm just like, I love that you, you sparked this conversation, but I appreciate it so much because I think that we're all too busy criticizing ourselves to ever be as successful as we think we can be because we're too busy beating ourselves up. 
What do you have to say about yeah, that? Yeah, no, that's facts. That's facts. I mean, literally, when I was 13, I was suicidal because I had man boobs. And I mean, I was raised, I was raised with, I mean, I had man boobs since I can remember. And it just got bigger and bigger as I got older and older. And at 13, I was suicidal and I was looking for someone to be successful that I could look up to and, and, and say he's black with man boobs and successful because I thought that this was going to be a hindrance, that my man boobs was going to be a hindrance to my success, it's going to be a hindrance to my uh, ability for a woman to like me and so on and so forth. Um, so 13 man boobs, I, I, I'm scrounging, I'm finding like stuff in my mom's uh, laundry. I find her, her, her two top that I think women use it for like holding their stomach. I put it on my chest. It's like a, it's like a, it's like literally a, a tube that's really small. And it's like the, the fabric is like nylon material, like sh- basketball short material, but it's, but it compresses. I put it on my chest and it feels, I, I, my chest feels flat for the first time in my life. When do you think I would take that off? If the next day, like, at what point would I deliberately say, I'm gonna go back to my insecurity. I'm gonna go back to hating myself. I'm gonna go back to a suicidal feeling. I wouldn't take that off the next day. Not the next week, not the next year, not the next five years. For five years straight, every single day, I wore this tube top. This tube top was with me from that day that I, wore, I started wearing it to the first time I had sex, to the first time I drove a car, to the first time I played um, bas- high school basketball. From when I entered high school to when I graduated high school, I wore it. Uh, when I opened up my first business, I wore this tube top. And I remember saying to myself, like, one day, bro, one day I'm going to have the confidence to share the story. One day. One day, I'm going to be able to show a woman my bare chest. One day, I'm going to be able to do that. And I moved to California, and there's a woman that I was dating that we were together fondling in the room, in the bedroom. And she asked me, she said, why every time we're here, you don't take off the shirt? I said to her, I said, I'm really insecure. About. So I, I was able to take it off, take off that, that tube top. I didn't have to wear it anymore. Um, the reason I didn't have to wear it anymore because my friend said, hey man, we're confident. You need to stick your chest out like a confident man. And I, so I stopped wearing it from that point on. However, I never took my shirt off. So a year later, that's when I was fondling with the girl in the room. And she said, why do you not take your shirt off? And I said, honestly, it's because I'm insecure over my chest and she took my shirt off and she said, I still like you the way you are. And that hit me hard. But what it did do was the next day I went to the beach and I took my shirt off. Nobody, <laughs> nobody made fun of me. And I started walking. I'm talking about so confidently that I was taking my shirt off that I go to the gym now, take off my shirt. I'm on Instagram. Take I off see you shirt. on that IG story. <laughs> yeah. You see me on the Instagram story and I take off my shirt. Now, I sp- I, 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 I'm, I'm speaking to high schools, and one of the teachers from the high school messaged me, and, she, and she's like, um, do you mind not posting videos without your shirt because it may be offensive to the women, to the girls in the high school? I said, no, you have to understand the story behind it, that I was looking for someone to be successful who was confident with their gynecomastia, with their man boobs. I couldn't find anyone. The closest person I got was Rick Ross. I couldn't find anyone, but God told me at that moment that you're going to be that person. Mm, I have goosebumps so, all over my body. Keep so going. When I started, when I started sharing this, the, the content on social media about my shirt, me being topless and, and the confidence that I had, 
I had no fucking clue that there was a group of men throughout the United States that followed me on social media that had the same challenges in the, and that set that they looked at me and they said, oh my gosh, the fact that you did that gives me permission to do the same thing. And I didn't even know that they had these challenges. I'm talking about people hitting me up that they're still in the stage of wearing the shirt, wearing the oversized shirt to try to, um, in their mind, be smaller or whatever. But that, I mean, you can't really be smaller. So it's, a, it's fake, it's a facade. So at the end of the day, man, you gotta really love your body. Like I love my body. I'm talking about roles, everything. Now I'm always progressing. And I think that the fact that I love my body so much even attracts the woman that I thought that I would never be able to get. Even though I love my body so much, it attracts the business partners that I thought I would never be able to get. It attracts the lifestyle that I thought I would, be net, I would never be able to have. I love my body so much. I go to the gym, I take off my shirt, and nobody can make fun of me. And if, if someone does, it doesn't affect me because I am confident. Yes. I'm just, I'm so pumped. I'm so grateful that you shared that story. Like, oh man, I'm, I'm just really moved right now because people hide out. They hide out behind their fear and they let it limit them. And, you know, all, what I heard and what you shared is that each person has something to offer and to show up the way that you are and learn to love yourself and learn to share yourself and, and let people see that because we're all suffering something in silence. And whatever that may be, when we start to speak up about it, I love how you said, like you heard for yourself, like you couldn't find that role model it's because you had to become it. And it's just that I think we, many people doubt themselves about exactly what you're talking about. Like, who am I to blah, blah, blah. Who am I to share? Who am I to be topless? Who am I to this or that and the other? And I just think it's perfect. I think it's so perfect. So thank you for sharing that. And y'all, I get the pleasure. I get, you are getting the audio, but I get the pleasure of watching Andy flexing in the video, the whole video. And I'm putting that on it. No, I'm flexing. I'll tell you. So, so, so yeah, because me and Navigar are doing screen share, but I'm flexing because like, I'm, I'm seeing the difference in my body. Like I was like, Oh, what was it this morning? This morning, so I wake up at three o'clock in the morning to go to the gym. By four o'clock, I'm in the gym, and so my trainer picks up, shows me the picture of my body in May. Yo, it's crazy. In my head, I thought I still looked the same as I did in May. Right. And they came to me, the the group of guys that I work out with. They're like, Yo, what the fuck? This is different. Look at your body here. Look at your stomach there. Look at your chest there. Look at your arms there. I'm like, Oh, that's the thing about progression is that when you experience progression. And, and you, you experience it very slowly, like in weight loss or weight gain, you start forgetting, like you start forgetting where you once were. So I'm wearing clothes that I haven't worn in a while. Um, I'm feeling a certain way and I'm questioning like, yo, did I even improve at all? And so for him to do that, where he pulls up that picture and man, I'm like, shit, you can definitely see the difference in my face, in my fatigue, in my, in my, in my, uh, my body, in my physique. So sometimes as you grow, you, you got you to gotta just, you gotta just appreciate the gains. So I'm over here flexing my arms. I'm like, I'm like yo, is it, like I can see this, like my thickness in my arms is just getting, getting to where I want it to be. And then what's going to happen is that I'm, I'm going to focus less on gaining weight and just slimming down. And that just means my arms are going to be like much bulgy, which is the way that I want it to be. So I'm just flexing and appreciating awesome. my wins. I get a free show. That's okay. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> That's awesome. And, you know, so for someone who, because the, the podcast is Hearts Unleashed, it's inspiring dreamers 
into doers, right? It's all about actually taking that inspired and aligned action. And so what do you want to tell someone who's kind of just getting started, but what kind of, what would you like to leave them with about the concept of progression? It's a necessity. Um, progression is progression is a necessity. It's like you have to progress, otherwise you're 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 moving backwards, and and you got to really consider yourself to be an inspiration to another group of people. There's always a new generation being born every single day. Someone is being born. Someone's uh, having a, having their birth. So even if your life looks as like like a standstill, like you're in your you're cooped up in your house or you're cooped up by yourself for a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months. You got to realize like th throughout the whole time, that whole time, there was a bunch of people that was born. Like I'm I, like, so somebody right now has their legs spread and a baby's coming out of them. And they're saying, oh my gosh, this is the first time this has happened in my life. And that's happening in the world. So you got to really look at yourself and say, I'm an inspiration to another group of people that's behind me. Um, and I think what happens is in many people is that they, they say, I, I'm not a millionaire. I'm not, you know, a billionaire, I'm not physically fit, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not this, I'm not that. And I challenge them to say, what are you though? Yes. What, what is it like, uh, oh, I'm a mom. Oh, okay, how many people wanna be moms? Oh, you know, you know I'm, I'm black, I'm black in a white community. How many people experience being black in a white community and experience the suppression and depression? Okay, I overcame depression when I was from, you know, I, I overcame depression. Okay, well, that, you don't have to be a, a millionaire to share your story about how you overcame depression because there's somebody right now that's going through depression that needs to hear your story. They don't need to hear about how much money you have. They need to hear your story. Yeah. So you got to recognize that you're an inspiration and that as you're an inspiration, you have to continually grow because the people that are looking up to you like they want to see what's possible after experiencing these challenges. So if you're someone who has had a perfect life, like you've never had a challenge before, you've never been oppressed before, you've never experienced challenges or turmoil, then this progression is probably not for you. But if you're someone like myself and Abigail and the people who listen here, where at some point in our life, we've experienced some challenges, whether it's our own internal challenge or uh, external challenge, then what you really got to do is we got to say that I need to progress and I need to progress on a daily basis because I truly believe that there's a group of people that's either A, looking up to me now or going to hear my story in the future and going to look up to me in the future. And you, you need to progress daily in order to be a light for those people. Yes, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. And tell us a little bit about, this is one of my favorite wrap up questions is, what does it look like for Andy Update's heart to be unleashed? I don't know, I think I have, I think I have a different saying. It depends on what comes up to my mind first. Um, getting in touch with my feminine side. Mm -hmm. it, will, it will be getting in touch, like, I'm telling you, like, like, I'm constantly like on the hunt. I go to sleep, I'm on the hunt. I wake up, I'm a lion, I'm on the hunt. And it's a, it's a rugged, it's a rough experience in my brain. It's, um, it's like I'm always in fight, fight mode. I, I don't flight, I, I don't run away. I'm constantly in fight mode. And, and it's, it's very subtle. So what I mean by that is in my brain, I'm like having these challenges with people. I'm having psychological warfare. I'll give you an example. Just the other day, I'm in a negotiation with somebody. And essentially what the deal is, they want to give me a personal check when I told them I need to have a, a, a certified check. And they're there. And I said, Hey, I'm sticking to my guns on this. 
And that what they're fighting with me on, like, are you really going to lose up on a bunch of money because of it? it's personal versus I'm not going to write you a bad check. I said, this is my policy. So now my, in, in this situation, I have to negotiate with this person and I have to give them what they want, but also get what I want, which is a certified check from the bank. So I, we're going back and forth and it's the calmest conversation, but he knows that it's psychological warfare. At the end of the deal, he, he says, hey, all right, man, I'm done with this. He hung up on me. Then he texted me about 10 minutes later. He says, I'll get you a certified check. What's the company name? So I'm over here like, ha ha, like I, I, I won this battle. I won this battle. And then he calls me and he says, hey man, could we still get a drink after? Like he knew that it was psychological warfare. However, and that's the, that's the realness of business is like you're constantly fighting your own brain and you're constantly fighting the brains of others to, to produce a result and, and, and create a win-win to serve the people that you wanna serve. So I'm constantly in this mindset of psychological warfare fighting myself, constantly progressing. And I want to get in touch with my feminine side where, where that, that, that means that it's my heart. My heart becomes unleashed. Another thing is uh, mentoring a young, young kids. And uh, so I got this one young dude in mind who his mother doesn't have, um, his, his mother is, is someone who's very loving, very giving, um, someone, someone who's been through a lot of tragedy in her life. And um, this young dude is just a happy-go-lucky kid and he doesn't have a father figure in his life or, or a male figure. So not, not having anyone to look up to as a man, man, that shit, that, that, that is detrimental to the growth of the child. That's detrimental to his well-being in the future. So I want to give that young boy um, just, just an idea of what a man looks like, just a glimpse or some experiences of like, I have an idea of like doing guy stuff. Like I, I want to go play basketball, you know, I want to go, I went to wrestling, man, you know, that'd be dope. So that take my mind off the, the lion business and stuff like that and put me into a place of, of connection and, and, and give back and, and, and just, just love. Mm, man, I love that. And you know, I actually hear those two things coming together with what you said about like, kind of like tapping into your femininity and then also that father role mentorship is where that healed masculine, that divine masculine, not the wounded masculine, which is often that, uh, like the constant rams, bucking heads and things like that, but that healed and like expressed masculine where you can truly step into a leadership role and create that authentic connection and, and really like impact, positive impact. And I just, I totally acknowledge you for who you are. Um, I love watching you. I love sharing your stuff. And I know you're, so newsflash, he's on a social media break, but that doesn't mean you can't go follow him on social media. Where can we tap in and start following you and your journey? Yeah, um, at Andy Audate, A-N-D-Y-A-U-D-A-T-E. Another thing, another thing that, that would really unleash my heart is, is, and I, I've experienced this before, so I'm currently not in the mindset or even in the place of wanting to date a woman, right? Um, very, that's not where my mind's at, that's not where my heart's at, to, to, to date a woman or, or to court a woman or to allow a woman to enter my world on, on a romantic level. That's not where I am. But there are many times in my life where, where I've experienced that I do want to take care of, a, I do want to take care of a woman, not necessarily financially, but just, just yeah. for a period of time where I, I just like, I want women to know how powerful that they are. 
Um, you know, I was, my mom made me a woman. When, when a man recognizes how powerful a woman is, like, if you read the, if, if, if you read the Bible, you can understand that a woman can make or break you. So all these men that are trying to be successful, you got to understand that a woman can be the reason you are successful yeah. or a woman could be the reason like you fuck, you failed miserably and hard. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so there, there's a story in the Bible about this guy who was so strong, so strong that he was able to, that, that there was like a, a entrance, a fortress entrance to the kingdom. And it, the, the, the doors were about 700 pounds each. And he was so strong that he was able to pick both of them up with his hands. So 1400 pounds with his hands and throw them out and be like, ha ha, like you can't keep me out. And the thing that broke him down, the thing that made him weak, the thing that broke his, his, his purpose was a woman, the softest, cuttiest woman. So, <laughs> so if, if, you, if you as a man don't understand that, you are in a whirlwind. So that's why these guys are having so much trouble in life who be like, fuck bitches, get money. Like they have so much trouble in life because they don't have the mentality to grasp that their solace is in a woman their their success is probably going to be in a woman, but also their demise is probably because of a woman. So you gotta you gotta have that respect. So another way that I can unleash my heart is really to really to share how much I care about a woman as a whole, not necessarily just one woman, but as a whole. So what I would do in that situation is sometimes I would just take a woman out on a date. Um, let them know ahead of time that this is not like my intention is not to be to romantically court you. However, my intention is to is to just appreciate you and show you that appreciation by giving you a night that you have never experienced before by taking you out to, to a night on the town and have fun and, and, and open the door for you and all those little nice things and buy you gifts and stuff like that just to show appreciation to you as well as your species that we, some of us guys acknowledge you. That's all. That, that's, that's, awesome. that's my heart. That's awesome. Being unleashed. Okay, good. So where can these women come get these dates? <laughs> Um, there's an app called Tinder, and you got to swipe probably like a thousand times to find anyone like me. And then once you find this guy like me, you're probably not going to go away. You're probably, you're probably going to like him. However, it'll be a good thing. You know why? Because he'll, if you do your part, he'll do his. Yeah, I love that. And love you never that. know what happens after that. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, you know what? Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your unleashed heart. Thank you for that authenticity. And, you know, thanks for uh, contributing to the Sex and Intimacy series too, but it's such a pleasure to introduce everybody to you and you to everybody. So thank you for being here. No, thank you, Abigail, for having me on the show. I mean, your show is really dope. So thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. And thank you, Hearts, for listening. I uh, hope that you got exactly what you needed today. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to share it. Go follow Andy and let us know you're listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.